بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا وفر الله لنا ولشيخنا وللحاضرين والمسلمين يقول الامام المجدد محمد بن عبد الوهاب رحمه الله تعالى في كتاب اداب المشي الى الصلاه قال عبد العباس التطوع تقمل به صلاة الفرض يوم القيامة إن لم يكن أتمها وفيه حديث مرفوع وكذلك الزكاة وبقية الأعمال وأفضل التطوع الجهاد ثم توابعه من نفقة فيه وغيرها ثم تعلم العلم وتعليمه قال عبد القرداء رضي الله عنه عالم والمتعلم في الأجر سواء وسائر الناس حمد لا خير فيه وأن أحمد طلب العلم أفضل الأعمال لمن صحت نيته وقال تذاكر بعض ليلة بعض ليلة أحب إلي من إحيائها وقال يجب أن يطلب الرجل من العلم ما يقوم ما يقوم به دينه قيل له قيل له مثل أي شيء قال الذي لا يسعه جهله صلاته وصومه ونحو ذلك ثم بعد ذلك ثم بعد ذلك الصلاة الحديث استقيموا ولا تحسوا واعلموا أن خير أعمالكم الصلاة ثم بعد ذلك ما يتعدى لفه من عيادة مريض أو قضاء أو قضاء حاجة مسلم أو إسلام أو إسلاه بين الناس لقوله صلى الله عليه وسلم ألا أخبركم بخير أعمالكم وبأفضل من درجة الصوم والصلاة إسلاه ذات ذات البين فإن فساد ذات البين هي الحالة صححه الترمذي وقال أحمد اتباع الجنازة أفضل من صلاة وما يتعدى نفعه يتفاوت فصدقة على قريب محتاج أفضل من عتق وهو أفضل من صدقة على أجنبي إلا زمن المجاع ثم حج وعن عنس رضي الله عنه مرفوعا من خرج في طلب العلم فهو في سبيل الله حتى يرجع قال ترمذي حسن غريب قال الشيخ تعلم العلم وتعليمه يدخل في الجهاد وإنه نوع منه وقال استيعاب عشر ذي الحجه بالعباده ليلا ونهارا افضل من الجهاد الذي لم يذهب فيه نفس نفسه وماله. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم. الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا. ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير ونشهد أن محمدًا عبد الله وخليله ورسوله أرسله رحمة للعالمين فبلغ الرسالة وعد الأمانة ونصح للأمة وجاهد في الله حق جهاده صلوات الله وسلامه عليه ورضوانه جل وعلا على صحابة محمد الذين آمنوا به وهاجروا معه وإليه وجاهدوا معه وبعد حملوا راية الإسلام حتى بلغوها الآفاق فاللهم ارضى عنهم واجعلنا جميعا من المحبين لهم 
الحريصين على اقتداي بهم وبعد يقول الشيخ رحمه الله عليه شيخ الاسلام باب صلاه التطوع الحديث الذي مر وما فيه من التفصيل انما في امر الصلاه انما في الصلاه المفروضه قال قال ابو العباس ابو العباس هذا شيخ الاسلام شيخ الاسلام ابن تيميه المعروف المشهور عند عامه بلاد العالم الاسلامي التي ينتشر فيها علم يقول رحمه الله عليه التطوع تكمل به صلاه الفرض يوم القيامه ان لم يكن اتمها اي المسلم وفيه حديث مرفوع النبي صلى الله فان الله النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ذكر ان الله يقول في العبد الذي في صلاته خلل انظروا لعبدي هل له من صلاته تطوع؟ اذا وجد له صلاه تطوع تكمل الصلاه التي حصل فيها النقص من صلاه التطوع والمقصود بصلاه التطوع الصحيحه يقول وبقية الأعمال يعني من التطوع لأن يعني فيه شيء فرق الصلاة والطهارة لها مضى الحديث على ما فرض من ذلك والتطوع أيضا من جنس الصلاة لكنه يتساهل في الالتزام به وباركانه كالوقوف مثلا ما لم يكن في الفرض الفرض الذي يؤدي الفريضه جالسا وهو يستطيع ان يؤديها واقفا لا تصح صلاته النبي يصلي قائما فان لم تسقط قفاعدا النافله يمكن ان يصلي الانسان النافله جالسا وتصح لكن اذا كان يقدر على القيام واختار ان يصلي جالسا له نصف اجرها لو قام قد يكون الانسان في اعياء وتعب ويشق عليه ان يؤدي الصلاه النافله وقد يكون يكثر منها فيجلس على الارض او على كرسي اذا كان يقدر ان يؤديها من قيام هي تقبل لكن له من الاجر نصف ما لاجر الذي يؤديها قائمه قال وافضل التطوع يعني بعد ذكر الصلاه الجهاد الجهاد في سبيل الله يعني قتال اعداء الاسلام النبي لما سئل اي العمل افضل قال ايمان بالله ورسوله الى ثم اي قال ثم الجهاد في سبيل الله لان الجهاد سبب انتشار الاسلام وسبب عز الاسلام اذا صار في جهاد صرخ الله 
ان امها المسلمه محميه بالمخاصرين في سبيل الله قال وافضل التطوع الجهاد ما هو الجهاد كيفهم الجهاد في سبيل الله كيف يكون قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من قاتل لتكون كلمه الله هي العليا فهو في سبيل الله لا بد من النيه عند ان يقاتل الانسان قد يقاتل يحامي على قومه قد يقاتل يظهر شجاعته قد يقاتل ليفوز بقدر من الغنيمه او يكون مستاجرا من في سبيل الله قال من قاتل لتكون كلمه الله هي العليا فهو في سبيل الله قال ثم تمابعه النبي لما ذكر فرائض الاسلام كما في بلاغه الاصول لما ذكر الصلاه قال وذروه سنامه راس الامر الاسلام لان امر الايمان بالله والدين الاسلام ما هو عمود هذا الاسلام الذي يقوم عليه البناء قال وعموده الصلاه قال وذروه سنامه يعني اعلى منزله فيه الجهاد في سبيل الله الجهاد له سبب النبي لما قال في الشخص سعره سؤال وقال اذا عمل هذا العمل يدخل الجنه قال نعم احد الصحابه جالس قال بخن بخن يعني ما ما احسن هذا امر جميل قال اعجبه قال نعم قال النبي ان في الجنه مئه درجه ما بين كل درجه والاخرى ابعد ما بين السماء والارض اعد الله هذه الدرجات اعدها الله للمجاهدين في سبيل الله يعني مجاهد له نافع كبير له الدرجه الفلانيه من اجود منه له الدرجه اللي فوق ذلك وهكذا ثم توافعه من نفقه فيه وغيرها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول من جاهد في سبيل الله فقد غزا ومن جهز غازيا يعني هو لا يقدر ان يذهب يقاتل لكن بدل نفقه الشخص يذهب للجهاد ومن جهز غازيا فقد غزا النبي يقول من لم يعزو ولم يحدث نفسه بالغزو مات على شعبه من النفاق متى يكون اذا كان الامر ميسرا وكانت سوق الجهاد في سبيل الله قائمة وكان الحامل برايتها أهلا لحملها فالله المستعان يقول وتوافع من النفقة النفقة فيه كالجهاد في سبيل الله لكن لا يستوي من ينفق في سبيل الله فقط ومن يذهب بماله ونفسه ولا يرجع من ذلك بشيء قال ثم تعلم العلم وتعليم يعني من الامور العظيمه الهامه الفاضله تعلم العلم ما هو العلم الذي يقصد في ذلك العلم الذي يتعلق بطاعه الله واداء فرائض دينه 
وأداء نواقل العبادات من صلوات وصدقات وصيام يعني غير الفرض تعلم العلم من أفضل الأعمال لكن بشرط أن يكون هذا ليتعلم العلم يؤدي الفرائض المفروضة يعني لما أريد أن أطلب العلم فلا داعي نذهب للصلاة في المساجد يكفيني أني أعديها لا على الإنسان أن يقتدي بالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في عمله وراحته قال ثم تعلم تعلم العلم وتعليمه تعليم الناس العلم الذي به يحسنون اداء العبادات به يخافون الله ويرجونه به ينكفون عن الحرام هذا بعد أداء الفرائض من أفضل الأعمال. يقول قال أبو الدرداء أبو الدرداء الصحابي المعروف رضي الله عنه العالم هذا الذي يعلم العلم والمتعلم الذي يطلب العلم في الأجر سوا طالب العلم الذي يريد ان يتعلم العلم ليصل الى ارضاء الله جل وعلا في اداء العبادات المفروضه والتقرب الى الله بنوافل العبادات والتقرب بنوافل العبادات له شان يقول الله في الحديث القدسي وما تقرب الي عبدي بشيء احب الي مما افترضته عليه يعني أحب الأعمال إلى الله أن يؤدي المسلم ما فرضه الله عليه ثم يقول ولا يقول الله جل وعلا ولا يزال عبدي يتقرب إلي بالنوافل نوافل العبادات من صلوات نفل من صدقات من أدعية ليست واجبة بعد أداء الواجبات حتى أحبه يقول الله جل وعلا فإذا أحببته كنت سمعه الذي يسمع به يعني صار سمعه لا يسمع إلا ما يرضى الله أن يسمع وبصره لا يرسل بصره إلى ما لا يحل ولسانه ويده إلى آخر أم عدد جوانب العمل السلخات إذا أعطاء الله جل وعلا وأتقن الفرائض وتقرب إلى الله بالنوافل أحبه الله وإذا أحبه الله صان جميع حواسه لا يتلذذ إلا بما أحل الله له أن يتلذذ بالنظر إليه لا يستمع إلا بما يحب الله أن يستمع له العبد إلى غير ذلك قال رحمة الله رضي الله عنه وسائر الناس همج يعني لا قيمة له إما عالم وإما تعلم كيف يسكن يعني لابد أنك أنت تتعلم كيف تصلي 
كيف تؤدي هذه الفريضه العظيمه؟ تعلم ذلك علم. كيف تحسن الاقتداء بالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم؟ النبي النبي يقول صلوا كما رايتموني اصلي. فلا بد للانسان ان يحرص ان يتعلم كيف يعبد الله. يقول و... و... والناس جميعا اما عالم او متعلم والذي ليس بعالم ولا يتعلم لا يهتم لان يتعلم كيف يعبد الله هذا هامش اما اذا كان لا يعرف كيف يصلي يعرف ماذا يجب عليه في صلاته يعرف كيف يصوم يعرف كيف يصوم الصيام الى غير ذلك هذا لا قال وعن احمد المرسول في احمد ذكر هنا فالمرسول فيها الامام احمد بن حنبل وعن احمد طلب العلم افضل الاعمال لمن صحت نيته يعني من صحت نيته يعني ما قصد بالعلم الا ليتقرب الى الله بما يعمل به وليعلم العلم يعني أفضل الأعمال هذا يعني زائد عن الفرائض ما تقول هذا التعلم علم أفضل من اللي يصلي لا الصلاة ما يتصال النفوس والأموال إلا بالصلاة التي يحدث خلق أمر النبي يقول أمرت أن أقتل الناس حتى يشهدوا أن لا إله إلا الله وأني رسول الله ويقيموا الصلاة ويؤتوا الزكاة هذه الأركان الثلاثة ذي من أتقنها صار مصون النفس والمال وقال الإمام أحمد تذاكر بعض ليلة أحب إلي من إحيائها يعني بالتهجد يعني كنا يجتمع اثنان أو ثلاثة أو خمسة من طلاب العلم ويجلسون في ليالتهم يبحثون في مسائل علمي او المسائل العلميه الشرعيه لما ياتي مثل هذا الكلام في مثل هذه هذا الكتاب فالمقصود بالعلم العلم الشرعي المتعلق بمعرفه الله جل وعلا ومعرفه ما فرضه الله ومعرفه ما حرمه الله او نهى عنه وغير ذلك يقول من سهر في ليلته في تحصيل العلم وتحقيق مسائله احب الي من ان يحيي الليله في التهجد لماذا هذا المتهجد لما يتهجد هو ما لا شك انه في خير لكن لما يكون في اتقان علم وتحقيق مسائل هذا العلم الشرعي يحقق امرا له وللمسلمين واما المتعبد فثمرة عبادته له هو إلا أن يوفق بأن يدعو على أحد فيها قال وقال أيضا يعني قال الإمام يجب أن يطلب الرجل من العلم ما ما يقوم به دينا يعني أن تعرف كيف تتوضع كيف تغتسل للطهارة 
غسل جنابة مثلا كيف تؤدي الصلاة كيف تركع كيف تقف من الركوع ناطعا لا بد من معرفة هذا يقول يجب ان يقضى من العلم ما يقوم به دينا كيف يقومه؟ الذي قال صلوا كما رايتموني يصلي كيف يصلي الواحد منا مثل صلاه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم؟ لابد له ان نعرف كيف كان النبي يفعل اذا كبر كيف يضع يديه؟ اذا وقف كيف يضعهما؟ اذا ركع كيف يكون ركوعه؟ كما مر اللي ينحني ويرفع وسط ظهره او يكون ممتد الظهر الى اخره يحرص الواحد ان يعرف كيف يؤدي هذه العباده العظيمه قال وقال يجب ان يطلب الرجل العلم ويقوم قيل له مثل ماذا؟ قال الذي لا يسعه جهله صلاته صومه يعني وحجه ايضا اذا حج يعرف قبل ان يدخل بالحج ما الذي يطلب منه ان يقوم به وما الذي يؤمر بان يمتنع منه يعرف مثلا ان الحاج بعد احرامه لا يمس طيبا بعد الاحرام انه لا يغطي راسه ما دام محرما أنه يحافظ على هذه الصلوات الخمس في أوقاتها إلى غير ذلك إلى غير ذلك مما يمتنع على المحرم أن يقوم به وليس جهله والصوم إلى آخره يعني ينبغي الصيام إذا وصف رمضان يعرف الواحد ما الذي يطلب منه في هذا الصوم كيف يصام يصوم من طلوع الفجر ويستمر الى غروب الشمس مع صيانه الصوم عن الغيبه والنميمه وقبيح القول الى اخره قال ثم بعد ذلك الصلاه يعني نوافل العبادات الانسان في حديث استقيموا ولم تحصوا ان في ايام الأمة بحسن الاستقامة في الصلاة الإنسان لو يقف عند ملك من ملوك الدنيا أو رئيس من رؤسائها فيقف جماعة حرصت هذه الجماعة على أن تكون في غاية الانسجام وفي غاية حسن الوقوف وفي غاية صيانة نفسها عن الالتفاتات إذا وأنت تناجي رب العالمين على عتم من ذلك. قالوا اعلموا ان خير اعمالكم الصلاه. لا شك الفريضه لا يكون الواحد مسلما حقا الا اذا قام بها كما مر ومرسل قاتل الناس. ثم بعد ذلك ما يتعدى نفعه يعني الصلاه لا شك أن النفع عائد للمصلي 
ويعود لغيره من يقتدي به في حسن ادائها وحسن الادب في الموقف بين يدي الله جل وعلا لان في ذلك خيرا عظيما ثم قال ثم بعد ذلك ما يتعدى نفعه ما الذي يتعدى فرشد ضالا في الطريق تقول لا طريق من هنا كان يقصد بلد معين او وضع معين تظن انه قد ظل في الطريق لا ترشد اليه هذا في في فائده عياده المريض تعود المريض مواساه للمريض واستشعار منك لنفسك انك عرضه للمرض اجتهد في طاعه الله واحسن علاقتك به جل وعلا قال او قضى حاجه مسلم والمرء والله في حاجه العبد ما دام العبد في حاجه اخيه من فرج عن مسلم الكربه الى غير ذلك او اصلاح بين الناس يعني الواحد يسعى للجمع بين المختلفين بالهدايه والنصح والارشاد والتحذير من التشتت والافتراق والاصلاح بين الناس النبي يقول انا اخبركم بخير اعمالكم وبافضل من درجه الصائم من درجه الصوم والصلاه اصلاح ذات البين فان فساد ذات البين هي الحامقه يعني تحلق الاعمال كما ان الموس الموسى او المقص الموسى يحلق الشعر فان الفساد في البين ولهذا شدد النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في امر التهاجر لا يحل مسلم يهجر اخاه المسلم فوق ثلاثه ايام يلتقيان يعرض هذا ويعرض هذا ثم يقول عليه الصلاه والسلام خيرهما الذي يبدا بالسلام ان القطيعه النبي قال لما ذكر قصة الرحم وأنها أول ما خلق الله الخلق أخذت بقائمة العرش وقالت لربها يا ربي هذا مقام العائد بك من القطيعة فقال الله للرحم أما ترضين أن أصل من وصلك وأقطع من قطعك الذي يسعى للوصل بين المتقاطعين والإصلاح ذات البين قد يكون الاصلاح بمال ولذلك اذا اصلح بمال فيما بينهم حتى لو كان غنيا يصح له ان يقبل الزكاه بقدر ما دفع فذكر الله ذلك والغارمين فان فساد رواه التلميذ يصح وقال أحمد 
اتباع الجنازة أفضل من الصلاة يعني مثلا صلى على جنازة وقال لنا رايح على الجنازة أمشي وصلي الرواتب اللي بعد الصلاة لا اتباعك للجنازة وسيرك معها أفضل والنبي يقول من صلى على جنازة ثم تبعها حتى تدفن فله من الأجر قيراطان قال والقيراط من الأجر كالجبل ومن صلى عليها ولم يتبعها كتب له قيراط واحد ولو فرض أنه ما صلى عليها صلى الناس عليها لكن هو صلى في مسجد آخر وعارضها وصار معها إلى أن تدفن يحصل على أجر المصاحب فلا وما يتعدى نفعه يتفاوت يعني الإنسان يريد أن يتصدق وليس عنده سعة مال يتصدق منه لكن عنده قلب عزم ان يجرى صدقه له قريب محتاج وشخص محتاج وهو غير قريب فالصدقه على القريب الصدقه على القريب صدقه اجر فعائشه رضي الله عنها او احدى امهات المؤمنين كانت عندها جاريه فاعتقتها وأخوانها محتاجين لمن يخدمهم فقالت لهم للنبي أما علمت أني أعتقت جاريتي قالوا فعلت قالت نعم قال ما إنك لو أهديتها لأخوانك لكان أعظم لأجرك فالقريب المحتاج إذا تساوت حاجته وحاجة الآخر فالقريب المحتاج هو المقدم لكن إذا كان البذل يتسع للقريب وغيره فلا شك أن البذل والتوسع فيه خير وصدقة على أجنبي خير أفضل من صدقة على أجنبي إلا زمن مجاعة زمن المجاعة لما يكون الناس كلهم جائعون لما يكون الناس كلهم جائعين اذا انظر اشده حاجه وجوه افضل ولو كان اذا كان قريبك اقل مشقه اعط غير القريب قال ثم حج المقصود بالحج هنا الحج تطوع واما حج الفريضه ينبغي ان الانسان ما يفوته اذا قدر عليه لا يقول الله نعم عندي مبلغ احب ان يتصدق بهذا المبلغ ولا عندي ما استطيع حج لا ما دامت عندك مبلغ تستطيع ان تحج به حجه الاسلام فحجه الاسلام احد الاركان كما سياتي قال ثم حج وعن راس مرفوعه من خرج في طلب العلم فهو في سبيل الله حتى يرجع قال كلمه حسن يعني من سافر من بلده إلى بلد آخر لتحصيل العلم الشرعي فهو في كأنه في الجهاد في سبيل الله لا شك أن الجهاد في سبيل الله 
تعرض للقتل ومقارعه اعداء الله واعداء رسوله له شان عظيم قال الشيخ تعلم العلم وتعليمه يدخل في الجهاد يقصد الشيخ شيخ الاسلام ابن تيميه وانه نوع منه قال واستيعاب عشر ذي الحجه في العباده ليلا ونهارا افضل من الجهاد الذي لم يذهب فيه نفسه يعني ولم يذهب ماله النبي لما دنت العشر عشر ذي الحجه دخول شهر ذي الحجه قال لاصحابه ما من ايام العمل فيها احب الى الله منه في هذه العشر الصحابه يعلمون ان الامر انه فيه جهاد وكذا فقالوا ولا الجهاد يا رسول الله قال ولا الجهاد الا رجل خرج بنفسه ومال للجهاد ولم يرجع من ذلك بشيء المال راح ذهب وهو قتل الجهاد هذا ما يكون العامل في عشر الحجه المجتهد في ليله ونهاره النهار الصيام وتوبة المستغفار وفي الليل أيضا عبادة يبين في هذا العشر ذي الحجة لما أخبرت قال للصحابة ما من أيام العمل أحب إلى الله منه فيها الأصل لما قال هكذا يرى ولا الجهاد إذا تعاظم الأمر قال نعم ولا الجهاد في سبيل الله إلا رجل خرج بنفسه وماله ولم يرجع من ذلك بشيء فهذا ما يقول امر الاخرين اسال الله جل وعلا ان يفقهنا جميعا في الدين وان يملا قلوبنا بالرغبه في التماس مرضات الله وان يصون السنتنا وابصارنا واسماعنا عما حرم ايدينا وسائر جوارحنا عما حرم علينا انه جل وعلا مجيب الدعاء صلى الله عليه وسلم Again, by mentioning the name, of, the name of Allah, we praise Him. We seek refuge in Allah from the evil of our actions. We bear witness that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah. He is alone and He has no partners. He is able to do all things. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon His slave and friend and His messenger, the one He sent as a mercy to mankind. He gave the message, he fulfilled the trust, and he fought in the way of Allah, and may Allah be pleased with his companions, those who believed in him, those who migrated to him, and those who fought in the way of Allah until the religion reached all parts, uh, until the religion reached the east and the west. And may Allah make us from amongst those who are sincere in our love for him, and true in our following of them. He mentioned that Shaykh Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab Ta'ala mentioned in this chapter, which is related to the secure prayer. And that which has preceded was related to that which was obligatory. And he mentioned, the author Rahim Ta'ala mentioned a statement of Abu Abbas, and this is Shaykh Al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah Rahim Ta'ala, who was a scholar who was well known in the, the Muslim lands. Abu al-Abbas Rahim Allah Ta'ala mentioned that the superior arbitrary prayers completes 
the obligatory prayer on the Day of Judgment for the individual who had some deficiencies in his obligatory prayers. And there is a hadith in that regard. The Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala that Allah Azawajal on Yawm Al-Qiyamah Allah, or the Prophet mentioned that Allah Azawajal on Yawm Al-Qiyamah would say uh, when the individual had deficiencies look does my servant have any superiority prayers to make up for his deficiencies so if an individual has some deficiencies in his obligatory prayers the superiority prayers make up for for those deficiencies and the Sheikh said but this is the superiority prayers that are correct the individual performing them in the correct manner then the author, or Shaykh al-Islam ibn al-Timir, he mentioned, uh, and likewise the cat, and the rest of uh, the deeds. And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala. Uh, so this is other than that which is obligatory. This is other than the obligatory prayer uh, and the likes. And the Shaykh mentioned, he mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala with regards to the obligatory prayers, the extra prayers. Allah has made their affair easy. They are not similar with regards to the pillars like the other prayers. And the Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala mentioned an example of that. He said, for example, the issue of standing. In the superiority prayers, it's not obligatory for the individual to stand, even if he has the ability to stand. Unlike the obligatory prayer. But the Prophet said, Sallu qa'iman fa'illam tistatiya faqa'idan. To the end of the hadith, the Prophet mentioned about the obligatory prayer, pray standing. So that means it's a pillar, it's an obligation. Unlike the superiority prayer, the extra, it's allowed for a person to sit, even if he has the ability to stand. But the person gets half of the reward. The person sits, in the superiority prayers, he gets half of the reward for the individual who stands. But if the individual, and the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, if an individual sits in the, the obligatory prayer, and he has the ability to stand, his salah is not accepted. His salah is not accepted. Unlike the superiority prayer, the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, it's possible that you have someone who is tired, or someone who is uh, has some form of fatigue, so this individual prefers to sit in the superiority prayers, His, or he prefers to sit in a chair, or he prefers to sit on the ground, the prayer is accepted, but he gets half of the reward. Then the author, then Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahim al mentioned the affair of jihad, uh, from the greatest uh, uh, superiority actions are fighting in the way of Allah azawajal. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala is, is fighting the enemies of Islam. And the Prophet Wasallam asked, was asked, was questioned, what is the best deed? And the Prophet Wasallam responded to have faith in Allah and His Messenger. And then the person said, and then what after that? And the Prophet Wasallam said, fighting in the way of Allah. The Shaykh said, fighting in the way of Allah, this allows Islam to spread. And this allows Islam to have might. And this protects the Ummah, this protects the Ummah of uh, the Prophet Muhammad by way of those who are fighting in the way of Allah Azza wa 
Then the Shaykh, the Shaykh said, Hadithullah Ta'ala, but how is this jihad? This jihad is that the individual who fights so that the word of Allah, the religion of Allah is utmost, then this is fighting in the way of Allah Azawajal. So it is incumbent that there is a correct intention. You have some individuals who fight uh, for their people, uh, for their tribe. And you have some individuals, they fight because they want to show, they want to display their, their courage. And you have some individuals fight because they want the booty, they want the money and the riches. And you have some individuals fight because they're just paid to fight. But that which is correct is so that the religion of Allah Azawajal is the utmost. This is fighting in the way of Allah. And that which uh, is related to it, author Shaykh Hassan Ibn Taymiyyah mentioned, and that which is related to it from spending and other than that. So the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, and it was mentioned that the, or the Prophet وسلم, said that the, the, the affair is Islam and its pillars is the Salat and the highest portion of it, of the affair, is fighting in the way of Allah. So indeed, fighting in the way of Allah has a tremendous statue in Islam. Then the Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala, uh, he mentioned that uh, another reward for fighting in the way of Allah, where the Prophet Sallallahu mentioned that um, the, the status in Jannah for the individual who fights in the way of Allah Azza wa Jal. The tremendous status in Jannah for the individual who fights in the way of Allah Azza wa Jal. And then he said that which is connected to it and related to it. And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, uh, even the individual who prepares the one who is fighting in the way of Allah. As the Prophet Sallallahu uh, said, the one who prepares the person who has fought in the way of Allah, it is as if this person has fought in the way of Allah. So the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, and he mentioned another hadith, where the Prophet said, whoever does not uh, contemplate within himself fighting in the way of Allah, and this individual dies, he has died upon hypocrisy. He has died upon hypocrisy. And then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, something very important, he said, but this is when you have actual jihad, which is being fought. And this is when you have the individual who has declared the jihad is from is upon the truth. It is uh, declared by someone, uh, a ruler who is upon the truth. And then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala. Uh, and likewise, um, the one who spins for the jihad is not like the one who goes out and fights the jihad and loses his life, and loses his life. Then the author Rahim Allah Ta'ala mentioned and then the one who learns the knowledge uh, and teaches it. The one who lear learns the knowledge and teaches it. And this is, the author is still talking about the, the greatest uh, acts, uh, extra acts, or the superavitary acts. So after he mentioned jihad, then he spoke about uh, learning knowledge and teaching it. The Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, what is this knowledge? This is the knowledge which is related to obedience to Allah. This is the knowledge which is related to fulfilling the orders of Allah. That which is obligatory and that which is prerogatory, such as salat, such as sadaqah, such as uh, prayer, such as charity, such as uh, fasting, and other than those deeds. So it's upon an individual to learn the knowledge. And from the greatest 
deeds is learning the knowledge. Learning the knowledge of that which allows an individual to fulfill the obligations that Allah has obliged upon him. As the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, uh, pray as you see me pray. So it is upon an individual to learn how to pray, how the Prophet ﷺ prayed. It is upon an individual to make sure he is accurately following the Prophet ﷺ in his actions. And the Shaykh said, Habibullah also teaching the people, teaching the people about Allah, teaching them about obedience to Allah, teaching them about that which would make them, uh, teaching them about that which would bring about fear of Allah, teaching the people that which they need to abstain from that which is haram, and that which they need to fulfill the obligations. So this is from the greatest of deeds. And it was mentioned by the companion, Abu Darda, one of the famous companions of the Prophet ﷺ, the scholar and the students are similar in reward. And the rest of the people, there is no benefits with the people. So, and this was the statement of Abu Darda So the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, to teach the people that which they need to please Allah Azawajal, and to perform the actions that are obligatory and to perform the actions that gain nearness for them to Allah Azawajal. As was mentioned in the Hadith Al-Qudsi, that the Prophet said that Allah Azawajal said, uh, my servant cannot gain nearness to me with anything greater than that which I've made obligatory upon him. And then my servant continues to gain nearness to me with the superior actions until I love him. Until I love him. So the individual gains nearness to Allah Azawajal first and foremost with the obligatory deeds. And then the individual does the superior deeds and he continues to gain nearness to Allah Azawajal. And until Allah Azawajal loves this individual. And when Allah Azawajal loves this individual, he becomes the hearing by which he hears. Meaning the individual would only hear that which is pleasing to Allah. The individual only desires to hear that which is pleasing to Allah. Uh, and Allah becomes the sight by way by which the individual sees. Meaning, the individual only looks at that which is pleasing to Allah Azawajal, and he abstains from looking at that which is haram. And, the, and Allah becomes the tongue, the tongue by which the individual speaks. Meaning, the individual only speaks with that which is pleasing to Allah Azawajal. So Allah Azawajal, in this hadith in Qudsi, Allah mentioned the limbs of the individual, informing that when an individual gains nearness to Allah Azawajal, the individual would only do the deeds that are pleasing to Allah. Because Allah loves this individual. So he only listens to that which is pleasing to Allah. He only looks at that which is pleasing to Allah. He only grabs with his hands that which is pleasing to Allah Azawajal. So all of his limbs are in accordance to that which is pleasing to Allah Azawajal. And he only finds sweetness. The Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, he only finds sweetness in that which is halal to his Lord Ta'ala. And then Abu Darda he said, and the rest of the people, there is no benefits in these individuals. And uh, the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, so because of that, it is upon the individual to learn knowledge and to teach the others. The individual should learn how to pray. The individual should learn the, the status of the salat, because it's tremendous. The individual should learn how to follow the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi it is incumbent upon the individual to know how to worship his Lord, Tabarak wa ta'ala.
Then, um, uh, so, and the Shaykh said, Habib Allah so if the individual, and the reason why Abu Darda mentioned that there's no benefit in the rest of the people, because what benefit is there in a person who does not, the Shaykh said, Habib Allah what benefit is there in a person who does not know how to pray, who does not know how to fast, the individual who does not know how to worship his Lord? In uh, contrary to the individual who, who learns how to pray, how to worship his Lord, how to fast. So that is why Abu Dardar said there's no benefit in the rest of the people because they don't care. It is not important for them how to worship their Lord Ta'ala. And he mentioned the statement of Imam Ahmad Ta'ala, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, the Imam of Ahl Sunnah of his time. He said, seeking knowledge is uh, greater. Uh, is the greatest of deeds for the individual who uh, corrects his intention. The individual who corrects his intention. The Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, he does not mean, Imam Ahmad does not mean that it is greater than the obligatory salah. No. Imam Ahmad Ta'ala meant the greatest of the superiority deeds. So a person shouldn't think, the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, a person shouldn't think, oh, I'm seeking knowledge, so that means I don't have to pray in the masjid and I don't have to do these. No, these things are obligatory. So that which Imam Ahmad is referring to is the, the greatest of extra deeds, is to seek knowledge. And uh, then the Shaykh, Habib Allah Ta'ala said the importance and what informs you of that, what informs you of uh, what Imam Ahmad is referring to is the superior or the extra deeds is because the greatest thing is the salat. As the, the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, that the Prophet said, I have been ordered to fight the people until they bear witness that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah, and then they perform the salat, and then they give the zakat. So the greatest of deeds is the salat, or from the greatest of deeds is salat. So indeed, um, Imam Ahmad is not saying that seeking knowledge is greater than the salat. And he also mentioned the statement of Imam Ahmad and that is, uh, learning a portion of the night is more beloved to me than standing in prayer at night. This was the statement of Imam Ahmad And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah in, in, in comment uh, for that statement, he said, for example, you had two or three or five students coming together and they spend a portion of the night in researching and studying knowledge this is better than an individual standing in tashahud, in tahajjud. This is better than an individual standing in prayer at night. Because these individuals are learning. Uh, and Afwan, the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, when, when knowledge is mentioned in this book that we're, in this treatise that we're reading, Adab al-Mashi'il al-Salat, when knowledge is mentioned, it's referring to the Islamic legislative knowledge. So the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala. So if you have two or three or five students coming together, portion of the night and reviewing knowledge and studying and memorizing and the likes, this is better than one individual standing in prayer. Why? Because these individuals are gaining knowledge about Allah. They're gaining knowledge about that which is obligatory. They're gaining knowledge about the orders of Allah, the prohibitions of Allah. And this is better than an individual standing in prayer at night. Why? Because the individual who stands in prayer at night, this only benefits himself. But the, these students coming together and studying and reviewing Knowledge, this is benefit for all of the Muslims. This is benefit for or a greater uh, number of Muslims. Uh, and then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, uh, or Afwan, Imam Ahmad Rahim Allah Ta'ala mentioned that it is upon a man to seek knowledge of that which up 
makes his religion upright. That which makes his religion upright. So the Shaykh said, uh, commenting on that, so it's, a, it's upon an individual to learn the wudu, it's upon an individual to learn the correct ablution and the ghusl, it's upon an individual to learn the correct way to pray, how to stand, how to bow, how to come up from the bowing position as, we, as we've mentioned earlier in this treatise. It is upon an individual to know all of these things. Because the Prophet ﷺ said, pray as you see me pray. So it's obligatory upon the person to know how to pray. And likewise, uh, how does the individual go into ruku? How does the individual go into sujood? Likewise, how the individual straightens his back. It's obligatory upon the individuals to know that. And Imam Ahmad Taala, he was asked about this. For example, what do you mean? Uh, it's upon a, a man to know that which uh, makes him upright in his religion. He said, for example, that which it is not accepted that he's, that he's ignorant of. For example, his salat, his psalm. So the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, um, his salat, his psalm, even his hajj. It's upon an individual before he makes hajj to know how to make the hajj and to know what to abstain from in the hajj. For example, it's upon an individual to know that after he goes into the state of ihram and he makes his intention, that he cannot wear a fragrance. He cannot place a fragrance on him. Likewise, it's obligatory upon the individual to know once he makes the intention, he cannot cover his head. Likewise, it's obligatory upon the individual to know that during the state of ihram, before and after, it's obligatory for him to pray and he should know the correct timing for the prayer. And he should know what is uh, forbidden for the, the person in ihram to, uh, to do. So all of these things are obligatory upon the individual. Likewise, when the month of Ramadan enters, it's obligatory upon the person to know how to fast from the, 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 the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun. What is the fasting? What he sh should he abstain from? The eating, the drinking, and the, sex the sexual relations. Likewise, the, the speaking with indecent speech. It's obligatory upon the individual to stay away from this. So it's upon the individual to know all of these things. And uh, then the Shaykh mentioned Abi Bala Ta'ala, the Prophet mentioned about the standing in the prayer uh, and how it's upon the individuals when they enter into the prayer, they have to stand in front of their Lord, they have to stand in an organized, ma an organized manner. And he mentioned, if a person stands in front of a king or a ruler, he's going to make sure that he stands very straight, he stands in, in a correct manner. So what is the case when you are uh, worshipping and calling on your Lord to Ta'ala, you should be in an even better state when you stand in front of your Lord. Then the author mentioned, and that which its benefits uh, uh, affects others from the good deeds, uh, from the greatest of the good deeds, is that which its benefit it, it affects other individuals. And the Shaykh mentioned Abi Bala Ta'ala, for example, the person who prays, this prayer is only for him. But if a person does other things, this benefits others. For example, the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, for example, you direct someone who's lost. Someone's on a journey, and this individual becomes lost. So you direct him to the straight, to the straight uh, you give him accurate directions. This benefit affects others. For example, visiting a sick, a sick person, someone who's sick. So you visit him, and you advise him to be patient, and you tell him about his reward. This benefit affects that individual. Uh, and you should keep in mind, the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, you should keep in mind that all of us are 
uh, it's possible for all of us to become sick. So when you visit someone, or Afwan, this should be one of the reasons why you visit an individual, because you should keep in mind that you too can become sick. So visiting a sick person and the likes. And likewise, the Shaykh mentioned Ali Allah Ta'ala. So it's very important that an individual strengthens his relationship between him and his Lord, Tabarak Ta'ala. Likewise, you helping others and fulfilling a need for others. As the Prophet Wasallam mentioned, whoever lifts a calamity from a Muslim, Allah Azza wa Jal would make his affairs easy for him, or Allah would lift one of the calamities of the hereafter. Once again, the hadith, whoever lifts uh, the burden from a Muslim, Allah would lift his burden or calamity from him in the hereafter. Likewise, from the good deeds is recon recon bring, uh, reconciling between individuals. Individuals have some type of discord, uh, individuals have some type of dispute, so you try to reconcile between, between these individuals. This is also from the greatest of deeds, by guiding them and by advising them to come together and by uh, warning them from, from, from discord and the likes. This is also from the greatest of deeds. And it was mentioned that the Prophet said, the best, should I not inform you of the best of deeds and that which is better than extra fasting and extra salat, then the Prophet said to reconcile between individuals. So the Shaykh mentioned Abi Allah Ta'ala. Um, so reconciliation between people is something extremely important. And um, uh, then the Shaykh mentioned Abi Allah Ta'ala how it can destroy if you don't bring about this reconciliation between individuals who are having a dispute and discord. This can bring about destruction just as, or it wipes away something uh, just as the razor removes the hair. The razor removes the hair and uh, you bringing, uh, you not bringing about the reconciliation, it disturbs the peace. Then the Shaykh mentioned Allah Ta'ala that it is not permissible to show you the importance of reconciliation. You had the hadith, the statement of the Prophet وسلم, that it's not permissible for individuals to, uh, to stay away from each other for more than three days. And then the Prophet said, and the best of you is the one who begins with the salam. So the Shaykh said this issue of migrating from one another and uh, allowing the discord to continue, this is something that Islam has uh, forbidden. So much so, to show you the degree, uh, to show you the degree of reconciliation, or the importance of it, if you uh, come together, or if you bring two individuals together, and uh, this is one of the means, or this is one of the reasons why someone is given zakat. This is one of the reasons why someone is given zakat. If a person brings two parties together that have discord or disputes and he brings them together, this person becomes eligible for zakat even if he is rich. As Allah mentioned in the Quran, وَالْغَارِمِينَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ Those who reconcile uh, uh, in the way of Allah Azawajal. So from the people that zakat is due to, is someone who tries to reconcile between two disputing parties. Then the author Ta'ala mentioned the, the reward in uh, no, he mentions the reward of uh, the entering of Dil Hijjah, an individual uh, now, then the author Ta'ala, Imam Ahmed, he mentioned Ittiba al-Janaz, following the Janazah. 
is better than the salat. Not the obligatory salat, the janazah salat. Following the janazah is better than the janazah salat or the superior auditory prayer. The Shaykh said, for example, what shows you an example of this is you pray janazah. Some people, you come to the masjid, you pray the obligatory prayer, and then you pray the janazah. After the janazah, they take the body and they rush to the, the graveyard. Some people, when that's happening, when others are carrying the body to the graveyard, some people they stand up and they make their sunnah prayers. What's correct is that following the janazah is better than the sunnah prayers at that time. Following the janazah is better than the sunnah prayer at that time. As it was mentioned by the Prophet ﷺ, whoever prays the janazah, they get the size of a mountain in reward. And whoever follows, whoever prays and follows, they get two, they get like two mountains in reward. So the Shaykh gave us an example. He said, so when a person stands up to pray the supergatory prayer, while the janazah is being lifted away, no, what's, what's preferred is that you follow the janazah. And likewise, the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, someone who prays in another masjid. So he hasn't prayed the janazah, but then he rushes to the masjid that the janazah is being performed in, and he catches it while it's being uh, carried, he also gets uh, a mountain in reward. He also gets a mountain in reward. Then uh, the author Ta'ala mentioned, and the actions or the deeds that a person does that helps others, uh, it's different in its level uh, of reward. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, um, for example, if a, one, if a person wants to give charity, if a person wants to give charity and he has a relative who's in need, but someone else is, over, is also in need, he should give it to his relative. He should give it to his relative. And uh, there was a hadith that was mentioned that Aisha radiallahu or Sheikh said, or uh, another wife of the Prophet, another wife of the Prophet sallallahu she gave away, or she uh, she set free one of her slaves. She set free one of her slaves, and then she informed the Prophet The Prophet said it was better that you gave her as a gift to one of your relatives, because one of her relatives was in need. So the Prophet, so the Sheikh Habib Allah Taala saying, so to assist your relative is better than you yourself giving a form of charity, and then. The author mentioned, except if there is like a famine. Except if there is like a famine. There's a great famine, uh, people are starving. Then uh, you can give to uh, a non-relative. You can give to a non-relative, even if one of your relatives has a need, but this non-relative is in greater need. Then he mentioned, the author Allah mentioned the Hajj. And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah this is not referring to the obligatory Hajj. For example, if a person has an amount of wealth, if a person has an amount of wealth, but he has not made the obligatory hajj, he should not say, I have an amount of wealth, I'm going to make this, I'm going to give this wealth to someone else because it would benefit others. He should not say, I'm going to give this wealth to someone else because it would benefit others and he would get the reward. No, because this amount of wealth that he has, he has not completed his obligatory hajj. So once he completes his obligatory hajj, then he can give in charity. So what's, what the author means about uh, the, the reward of hajj is if an individual 
If an individual has already completed his obligatory hajj, then it's permissible for him to either make another hajj or to assist someone in making hajj. Um, likewise, the author mentioned Rahimahullah Ta'ala, uh, the, the statement of Anas bin Malik, whoever seeks knowledge, then this individual is in the way of Allah until he returns. The Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, for example, a person leaves his country and he goes or travels to seek knowledge, then verily it is considered like this individual is fighting in the way of Allah Azawajal. As if this individual is fighting in the way of Allah. And the Shaykh said, indeed fighting in the way of Allah has a tremendous level in Islam, but because this individual is fighting the enemies of Allah and the enemies of Islam, but learning and traveling to seek knowledge also has a tremendous benefit in, in Islam. Then he mentions that the Shaykh said, and the Shaykh is Shaykh al-Islam, once again Shaykh al-Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala, um, that seeking knowledge and teaching is a form of jihad. Seeking knowledge and teaching is a form of jihad. Then he mentions, isti'abu ashri dhil hijjah, that a person uh, filling the month of dhil hijjah with worship at night and in the daytime is better than jihad. Is better than jihad. And this is um, because the Prophet said to his companions, when the month of Dil Hijjah was approaching, the Prophet said to his companions, there is no day which the actions are more beloved to Allah than these, these days, than the 10 days of Dil Hijjah. The companions of the Prophet when they heard the statement and they knew the merits for fighting jihad, they said, Ya Rasulullah, even fighting, fighting jihad, the Prophet said, even fighting jihad, except for the one who spends his wealth and goes out to fight jihad and he returns with nothing. Meaning, he doesn't return with his wealth, nor does he return with his life. So the days of Dil Hijjah, a person spending the night in prayer and spending the day in fasting and istighfar and the likes, this is from the greatest of deeds. This is from the greatest of deeds. And then the Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala uh, ended the lesson by asking Allah Azawajal to give us fiqh of this religion and asking Allah Azawajal to, to fill our hearts with that which is pleasing to Him and to make us from amongst those who hear that which is of benefit to us. Verily Allah Azawajal is the one who answers the call. مصطحب معه الشرف شرف تحصيل السعي في طلب العلم. أحسن عليك. The individual asks, is it permissible for the one giving zakat to give it to a student of knowledge? The Sheikh said, Habib Allah Taala, if that student of knowledge is poor and he does not have a means of supporting himself, 
then he falls, and, and this individual uh, uh, is dedicated his time to seek knowledge, then he falls under the individual who uh, is poor. And it is permissible to give your zakat to a poor individual. يقول السائل حبيبكم الله تعالى ما نصيحتكم لمن لمن لا يتميز بين جهاد الصغير وجهاد وجهاد الخوارج فيقطع بالشبهات الخوارج في قبل الجهاد. الجهاد الصحيح هو قتال من يمتنع عن الاسلام او ياتي لمقاتله المسلمين بشرط ان يكون هذا المجاهد لا يرتكب اعمال الشرك المحبط للعمل لان الله يقول لئن اشركت ليحبطن عمله يعني اذا اشرك الواحد وجاهد الكفار لكن يشرك بالله الشرك الاكبر يكون العمل الذي قام به مع هذا الشرك لا ينفعه. Individuals asking what is your advice for the individual who does not distinguish between the correct jihad and the jihad of the khawarij. So he gives in to the doubts of the khawarij when they mention about the merits of jihad. The Sheikh mentioned Abi Balatal, the correct jihad is to fight those individuals who those individuals who decline entering into Islam or those individuals who attack the Muslims those individuals who enter the Muslim land to attack them but there's also a condition that the one who fights in the way of Allah this individual has to be one who abstains from shirk because if an individual is involved in shirk his deeds are invalid as and the Shaykh mentioned Abi Balatara. Now, then the Shaykh mentioned Abi Balatara. The Hadith in that regard, where the Prophet mentioned whoever commits shirk, his deeds, his deeds are invalid. So, if an individual commits shirk, if this individual claims to fight jihad in the way of Allah Azza wa Jal, then there is no indeed his shirk that he has committed. It has invalidated all of the actions that this individual has performed. يقول السائل حبيبكم الله تعالى إذا صليت إماما إذا كنت إماما هل يجوز لي الإسراء في الصلاة أكثر من العادة إذا كنت متأخرا عن الموعد أو مثل ذلك إذا كنت إماما فاحرص على إتقان الصلاة وتذكر حديث المسيء صلاة أعطي كل جزء من الصلاة حقه من الاستقامة وكبر ثم تقرأ فاتحة الكتاب 
ثم يتيسر معها وتركع الركوع الذي تمكن الذي يصلي خلفك من التسبيح ان يكرر سبحان ربي العظيم في حال الركوع ويكرر سبحان ربي الاعلى في حال السجود ويكرر الطلب بين السجدتين اللهم اغفر لي وارحمني وارزقني الى اخره ولا يتعنى ان يطيل الصلاه النبي يقول اذا اما احدكم الناس فليخفف فان فيهم الضعيف والكبير والمريض ولا الحاجه يعني الذي له حاجه يحب ان يبادر في قضائها لا تقرا مثل ذلك الصحابي الذي قرا يريد ان يقرا يصلي بالجماعه ويقرا سوره البقره عندما تخلق احد المصلين وانفرد عنه وصلى غضب ذلك الصحابه وهم مرض عنه جميعا فقال نعم فالنبي لما قال الذي صلى وهو معاذ افتان يا معاذ امر المصلي ان يؤدي الصلاه التامه لكن لا يطيل بحيث يخشى المصلي معه ان تفوته حاجته او يتعب المريض من طول قيامه الى غير ذلك ثم من الافضل ان يحرص الامام ان يقرا سور لا ياتي بايات في القراءه إن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال للذي أرشده بأن يعني يخفف اقرأ سورة سبح اسم ربك الأعلى والضحى والسجن ما قال له اقرأ عشر آيات من سورة كذا Individuals asking uh, what is your if if I'm the Imam is it permissible for me to speed up the prayer uh, because I'm late for an appointment for the likes of the Sheikh said Habib al-Azhara if you are the Imam it's upon you to perfect your prayer and you should remember the hadith of the individual who prayed incorrectly and you should make sure you give every portion of the prayer it's just due uh, the standing from the standing in the prayer the takbir reciting Surah Al-Fatiha the Renews of Ruku'ah you should make sure that you are comfortable in every position and those behind you, you should make sure those behind you have uh, enough time, sufficient time to uh, become comfortable in their positions. Likewise, the tasbih, the tasbihat, and the ruku' and the shujud, and between the sajdatain. Um, likewise, you should not elongate the prayer. Um, as was mentioned in the hadith of the Prophet if you, one of you is the Imam, you should shorten the prayer for barely behind you is someone sick, barely behind you is someone old and someone who has a need. Um, and this took place um, uh, that one of the companions elongated uh, the prayer. He got some to Baqarah and others. So one of the individuals who had a need left the prayer and this news reached the companion and he said, I only see that he is a hypocrite. And the Shaykh said, may Allah be pleased with all of the companions. So this reached the Prophet and the Prophet called Mu'ad and said, Are you someone who's causing harm upon individuals? Rarely if you pray with the people, you should shorten the prayer. 
a brother behind you, someone who was sick, someone who has a need, someone who was old. Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, but likewise when you are the Imam, you should not just pray with a few verses. You should not pray with just a few verses, but you should complete the surah. Because notice when the Prophet ﷺ advised the companion, he said you should pray with this surah, this surah, that surah. He did not say you should pray with 10 verses or the likes. ويبتغي بالبذله وجه الله جل وعلا لان يكسب امرا دنيويا والنبي يقول الاعمال بالنيات. Individual asking how in seeking knowledge be from fighting in the way of Allah. The Sheikh said your actions are by your intentions. So it's possible that an individual does not have the ability to fight in the way of Allah. He does physically doesn't have the ability with his wealth, he doesn't have the ability. So an individual seeks knowledge and they teach people. Uh, they teach people and they do this for Allah Azza They don't do so to seek a worldly gain. يقول السائل حبيبكم الله تعالى أخي أصبح مشلولا ولا يستطيع يتكلم وقد فقد ذاكرته فهل يكون فهل يكون القلم مرفوعا عنه؟ نعم فاقد الذاكرة لا يقصد ذاكرة هذا داخل في حكم فاقد العقل فما دام لا يذكر شيء ولا فهو مرفوع عنه القلم. The individual is asking, my brother has become paralyzed and he cannot speak and he no longer has his ability, his intellect. Is the pen lifted from him? The Sheikh said, yes, the pen is lifted from him. The individual who no longer has his intellect, he falls under those people who the pen is lifted from. ويطلب منكم الدعاء أسأل الله أن يشفي مرضى المسلمين مرضى العقول ومرضى الأبدان Then uh, we requested for the Shaykh to supplicate for him and the Shaykh said Habib Al-Atar asked Allah Azza wa Jal to cure the sick Muslims uh, those who are sick in their intellect and likewise those who are sick in their bodies
يقول السائل حفظكم الله تعالى ما هو الافضل صلاه النافله او طلب العلم خصوصا بين الاقامه والاذان؟ لا بين الاقامه اذا كنت تريد ان تحفظ شيء من العلم في تلك الفتره وانت محتاج الى ذلك فتحصل علم افضل والا فقراءه القران لا اشكال فيها لان الانسان يعطى بكل حرف عشر حسنات ثم يقول النبي لا اقول الف لام ميم حرف وانما الف حرف لام حرف وميم حرف Individuals asking, what is better, that I pray, that I seek knowledge between the Adan and the Iqamah, or that I pray the arbitrary prayers? Between the Adan and the Iqamah, if you uh, have the ability to memorize knowledge, and it's something that you need, then this is better. But if you don't, then that which is preferred is that you read the Quran, because very the conference that I mentioned, with every letter you have 10 rewards, And I don't mean alif lam mean the word you get ten rewards, but no, for the alif you get a reward, for the lam you get a reward, and for the mean you get a reward. يقول السائل حديثكم الله تعالى أريد أن أشتري كتابين كتابا في التفسير فهل تنصحني بتحديد التفسير لابن كثير السفير الرحمن مبارك فوري أو هل تعرف كتابا آخر في التفسير أو هل تنصح بكتابا آخر في التفسير لا شك تفسير ابن كثير المهذب لأنه استبعد أسناد الحديث التي لم تصح وأسناد الحديث الصحيح هو مع إبقاء نص الحديث ومعنى الآية هذا من أنفع الكتب وابن كثير أيضا سالم من التأويل في الأسماء والصفات سالم من أي انحراف في العقيدة فهو من الأئمة Individuals asking about tafsir, the summarized tafsir of Al-Bathir by Sheikh Safir Rahman Mubarak Fouri and the Sheikh Mishra Abdullah Ta'ala that there's no doubt that this book is a tremendous book because the author, Rahimullah Ta'ala, he took out the, the unauthentic uh, narration and he only kept the narrations that were authentic without the isnad. Um, so it's a very beneficial book. And he said, there's no doubt that Hafid ibn Kathir rahimahullah ta'ala, he, um, he was safe with regards to distorting the names and the attributes of Allah Azawajal. And he's likewise safe from any type of deviation in aqidah. So he is from the, the great Imams rahimahullah ta'ala. يقول السائل حبيبي رحمه الله تعالى ماذا يقول المصلي اذا اذا سجد سجود سجود السهو؟ نعم. سجود السهو تارة يكون قبل السلام وتارة بعد السلام، لكن لو فرض انه جعل سجود السهو في كل سهو 
يؤديها قبل السلام صح ذلك وهذا فيه احتياط للإمام صار جماعة لأنه إذا أخر السجود إلى ما بعد السلام عامة الناس المسبوقين حالما يسلم الآن يقولون يشرعون بالفاتحة فأن يحتاط الإمام وهو يعم أن يسجد للسهو قبل السلام So the individual is asking um, the person who uh, prays prostration for forgetfulness, um, what should they say? I'll repeat it to the Sheikh because he understood something else. Um, the Sheikh said that uh, it's possible that the prostration for forgetfulness will be before the tasneem or after the tasneem. Um, and this is correct and that is correct. What, what is uh, preferred is that if this, this is the Imam, that he does it before the tasneem. Because it's possible that if he does it after the tasneem, that people that have entered the prayer late, they would stand up and they would begin to recite Surah Al-Fatiha, and then, then it becomes confusing. So that which is preferred uh, is that the individual does it before the tasneem. ويسأل سعد ماذا يقول في السجود لسجود السهو؟ يقول في سجود السهو ما يقوله في سجود الصلاة. يسبح الله سبحان ربي الاعلى يكررها ثم يجتهد في ان يسال الله جل وعلا ان يذكره ما نسي ان يوفقه للعباده الصحيحه ان ما يحب من المساله لا حرج فيها ان يدعو في هذا السجود. Then I asked what does the person say when he's in sujood al-sahu? He said the same, the same thing that he says when he's in the normal prayer, that's what he would say. In the normal sujood, that's what he would say in the sujood al-sahu. He glorifies Allah, he continues to glorify Allah. Um, and likewise, if it's elongated, then he asks Allah uh, to perfect his ibadah. Any type of supplication, he should supplicate to Allah at this time. يقول السلام ماذا نقول ما نصيحتكم لمن سمع فضائل الجهاد في سبيل الله فذهب إلى سوريا وانضم إلى فرقة فرقة داعش أو جماعة داعش هذا لا يسمى جهاد في سبيل الله في الحقيقة هذا ضلال مبين هل يمكن تأخذ خلافة تسمى إسلامية من دولة مصيرية ودولة الرافضية الحكم في العراق للرافضة الاثنى عشرية والحكم في الشام للطائفة النصيرية الباطنية العلماء يقولون عن الباطنيين ظاهرهم الرفض يعني يتظاهرون بأنهم رافضة وباطنهم الكفر الذي لا إشكال فيه سبق كررت لكم مرارا ان النصيريه يرون ان عليا هو الله وانه علي هو الذي خلق النبي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وان محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم هو الذي خلق سلمان الفارسي هذه الترخيبه امرها عجيب 
الذي اكبر سن من علي فكيف الصغير يخرق الكبير لكن العقول الفاسده والاستسلام بالدعايات الخبيثه الشنيعه المجلس الضاره ياتي باعمار اشد قبحا هذا اللي يسمى الداعش هذه ضلال مبين ما تستكون خلافه الا ان يجتمع الناس ويختارون من يرونه اصلح بالقياده ويلتزمون معه بان يحلوا ما احل الله ورسوله ويحرموا ما حرم الله ورسوله هل هؤلاء يحرمون ما حرمه الله ورسوله؟ ثم ايضا بشار الاسد ما شفنا انهم يضربون النظام السوري على الداعشيين وهم يوجهون ضربات للنظام السوري يوجهون الضربات لمن يعارضهم من اهل السنه The individuals, uh, or the, the question that the question was, what is your advice for the individual who heard about the merits, who heard the merits of fighting in the way of Allah? So they went and they joined uh, ISIS in Syria. And the Sheikh said, this is not called the correct jihad. This is pure deviation. Is it possible that uh, a correct Islamic uh, state would be formed in between two countries, one of them is ruled by the Nusayriya and one of them is ruled by the Rafida. He said Iraq is ruled by the Rafida and Syria is ruled by the Nusayriya or the Bataniya. And the ulama had mentioned about these Bataniyun, those who rule Syria. These individuals apparently they have the beliefs of the Rafida, like the Shia. But that which is inside is disbelief. That which is inside is disbelief. And the Sheikh said, I've mentioned to you on many occasions that the Nusayriya, they feel, they are of the belief that, uh, uh, that Ali is Allah. They are of the belief that Ali ibn Abi Talib, that he is Allah. And they believe, based on that belief, they feel that Ali created Muhammad wasallam, And then they believe that Muhammad wasallam created Salman al-Farsi. And Sheikh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, this is, a, this is a, an amazing order that they put the events in. Because the Prophet Muhammad is older than Ali bin Abi Talib. So how can someone who, who is younger than Ali create the Prophet Muhammad But the Sheikh said, once the, the, the intellect becomes polluted, individuals give way to these type of, uh, uh, you know, these type of corrupt uh, claims. And the Sheikh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, this group, uh, ISIS, indeed this is clear deviation. Indeed the correct Islamic state and Islamic rulership would not come about except when the people come together, except when uh, the people of authority come together and they choose who is more, the individual who is more suitable uh, for the Islamic rule. The individual who would make halal and establish the legislation for that which Allah has made halal. And they would uh, uh, forbid that which Allah has uh, forbade. Do these individuals, does ISIS hold that which Allah has made haram? Do they hold it to be haram? Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, you don't find the, the ISIS, this group, you don't find that they're fighting 
the, the, the army of Bashar, Bashar al-Assad. You don't find them fighting his army. But rather, you find them, uh, find, you find them attacking individuals who oppose them from the people of, of the Sunnah. يقول سؤال حبيبكم الله تعالى هل 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 الأفضل أن أتصدق على على والدي والأقارب إذا كانوا محتاجين وهم على غير ملة الإسلام أو هل هو أفضل لي أن أتصدق على فقراء المسلمين؟ إذا كان والداك غير مسلمين فلا مال عندهم وأنت عندك مال فإن الله جل وعلا قال لمن يكون والده أو والده غير مسلمين قال وإن جاهداك لتشرك بما ليس لك به علم فلا تطعهما وصاحبهما في الدنيا معروفا واتبع سبيل من أناب إليه يعني أمره بأن يحسن إليهما الوالدين الخصوص وأما البطية ما تلزم نفقة الأخ الكافر ما تجب على المسلم أنه ينفق عليه يسلم إذا أسلم دخل في الوجوب حصل الوجوب أما دامه كافر فلا يجب على المسلم أن ينفق عليه The individuals asking, the individuals asking is it better for me to give a charity to my parents and my relatives who are in need they are non-Muslim, or is it better that I give to, uh, or is it better that I give to non-relatives? The Sheikh mentioned from amongst the Muslim, the poor Muslims. The Sheikh mentioned, if your parents are in need and they are non-Muslim and they don't have a problem, they don't uh, object to you giving them, and you have wealth, then you should do so, because Allah Azawajal said, and if they fight you to to uh, set partners with me, then don't obey them, but be kind to them in this life. Be kind to them in this life. So. If your parents are in need, you should give to them. As for the rest of your relatives, such as brothers and the likes, then it is not obligatory for you to give them if they are not Muslims. Um, uh, but if they enter into Islam, then you should give them. يقول السائل حفظكم الله تعالى قيل بأن رفع الأذان خارج المسجد من السنة فهل على المؤذنين أن يطبقوا هذه السنة وهل هي من سنن الجمعة؟ لا شك أن امتداد صوت المؤذن يتجاوز المسجد ليصل بالأحياء التي يمكن أن يسمعوا ويصلوا مع الجماعة أن هذا من لوازم إعلان الأذان لكن إذا فرض أن الأذان يضر بآخرين مثلا مرضى ويمكن أن أو كان في بلد لا تسمح بالأذان الله يقول فاتقوا الله ما استطعتم ويقول جل وعلا ويقول المصطفى إذا أمرتكم بأمر فاتوا منه ما استطعتم Individual the individual is asking, it is said that uh, calling the adhan from outside of the masjid is the sunnah. So should the mu'adhan uh, 
should they implement this sunnah? The Shaykh Habibullah, there is no doubt that uh, extending the voice or the, the sound the, the sound of the call to prayer um, so that to far away so that individuals can hear and come to the congregation this is, uh, this is from the Sunnah uh, and it is the reason why the Adhan has been, in, has been legislated um, but if the Adhan is going to or raising the, the sound of the Adhan is going to harm people who are allowed to pray at home such as the sick and other than them or uh, calling them the Adhan or calling the Adhan in the country which does not allow and permit it to be raised loud then it is not upon you as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned fear Allah to the best of your ability and likewise it was mentioned by Al-Mustafa the chosen one Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam if I uh, order you to do something then do it to the best of your ability وشيخنا أحمد الله جل وعلا على ما يسر من هذا اللقاء وأسأل الله بأسمعه وصفاته أن يجعل لقاءنا هذا في هذا المكان مرضيا لله سبحانه وتعالى وأن ينفعنا بآثاره في حياتنا وبعد موتنا وعلى ذرياتنا كما أسأله سبحانه أن يعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأن يذل الكفر والكافرين والمنافقين وأن يوفق المسلمين للسعي والعمل الجاد ليستغنوا بإسلامهم عن غيرهم وليقوموا بحل مشاكلهم عن الالتجاء إلى غيرهم كما أسأله سبحانه أن يفرج حروبات المسلمين المكروبين ويشفي مرضاهم ويعز دليلهم ويطلق من أسر بظلم كما أسأله سبحانه أن يرينا في المعتدين الظالمين الساعين لنصرة الباطل وإذلال الحق أن يرينا بهم عجائب قدرته وأن ينقذ أهل الشام مما هم فيه من شر وبلاء وأن يعيد لأهل العراق على الولاية التي تترضى عن الصحابة بصدق وهو سبحانه القادر على كل شيء كما نسأله جل وعلا أن يرفع الكبت والإملال فيما يحصل على المسلمين القائمين المقيمين تحت سلطة الدول الوثنية كالذي في شرق آسيا تحت السلطة البوذية أو غيرها كما أسأله سبحانه أن يعاجل الفرج لأهل اليمن مما هم 
ففيه من بناء ومسعة إيران الصفوية بأن بأن تنعش الرافضة الذين في اليمن ليفسدوا في اليمن ويتولى أمره نسأل الله أن يحبط كيد الجميع وأن ينصر الحق وأهله ويذل الباطل وأهله وأن يزيل الفتن المستشرقة في كثير من البلاد الإسلامية وأن يحل محلها صادق الإيمان وصدق التعاون فيما بينهم وأن يغنيهم بمنه وفضله وإحسانه عن الحاجة إلى غيرهم مما ممن لا يريدون لهم عزا ولا منعة ولا راحة بعد كما أسره جل وعلا لهذه البلاد المملكة العربية السعودية أن يحفظ عليها أمنها على الدين والدنيا وأن يجعل ولاة ولاة أمرها مخلصين لله في العمل وصادقين في نصرة السنة وقمع البدع والضلالات وأن يجازيهم الله جل وعلا بما يجازي به أهل الإحسان وأن يصرف عنا جميعا وعن بلادنا وبلاد المسلمين في كل مكان كل شر وبلاء وفتنة إنه جل وعلا مجيب الدعاء وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على نبينا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا. الشيخ حفظه الله تعالى سيدنا أسأل الله عز وجل Well, we thank Allah Azza wa Jal for allowing us to have this gathering and ask Allah with His names and attributes to make it a gathering which is pleasing to Allah and to benefit us in this life and after our death and to likewise benefit our children. We ask Allah to give mics to Islam and the Muslims and the debased disbelievers and the hypocrites. And we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to allow the Muslims to come together and to solve the problems amongst themselves and to make themselves uh, sufficient uh, and no need of the disbelievers to solve their problems. We ask Allah to give ease and to remove the calamities of the Muslims. We ask Allah to heal and cure the Muslims who have any type of illnesses. We ask Allah to uh, free any Muslim who has been captured uh, and has been oppressed. We ask Allah to show us uh, his amazing might upon those who uh, are racing to spread bottom. We ask Allah to give ease to the people of Syria. We ask Allah to give the people of Iraq uh, rulers who uh, ask Allah to be pleased with the Sahaba. We ask Allah to give Iraq rulers to ask Allah to give to be uh, to send uh, the peace of Allah Azza upon the Sahaba, and we ask Allah Azza to raise uh, to lift the calamities which is befalling the Muslims in uh, the different Asian countries, those who are ruled by Buddhists and the likes. And we ask Allah Azza to give peace to the people of Yemen, uh, those who have been tortured by uh, the people there, who have been supported by. Uh, Iran, we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to protect. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to remove uh, the calamities 
and the tribulations which have befallen the Muslim lands. And we ask Allah to replace it with Iman and true uh, unity and cooperation. We ask Allah uh, to uh, not allow the Muslims to not have any need for the disbelievers. Uh, and we ask Allah to make the Muslims self-sufficient from those who do not want might and glory for the Muslims, nor do they want the Muslims to have any type of comfort. And we ask Allah to preserve uh, the religion uh, in this country and our world affairs. And we ask Allah to make the rulers sincere in supporting and spreading the sunnah and debasing the, the innovation. And we ask Allah to deter from them any type of harm uh, and from all of the Muslims. Verily Allah is the one to answer the call and our last supplication was all praise be to Allah, the Lord of the world, may the peace and blessings be upon Muhammad, his family members and companions.